Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Hustle and Hoops pod. We're here with you on a Tuesday today, a special episode. It's the playoffs. We're trying. We, we, we got a lot to cover. We got a lot to talk about pretty much. So looking for about two episodes a week for the rest of the playoffs, hopefully. Um, I'm with the usual suspects as always. Guys, how's everyone doing? What's going doing on, good. everybody? <laughs> what up? Doing what up? That's what I was. I was going for everyone to just talk at once, but it, yeah, it didn't really work that. out. No one, no one wants to <laughs> do it. Um, Shub, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing uh, just swell, just swell, Dove. Thank, thank you so much. For, no one ever asked me. No one ever asked me how I'm doing. So it's because we don't like you. Oh. <laughs> Nobody thinks about the transition guy anymore. I'm, the, I'm just a humble host. <laughs> transition that's not how you do a transition though you no. don't just say that's that's your go-to transition let's just move on move on that's why you're not the transition guy yeah that's right underappreciated there can Fair. only be one guy for the job yeah he's, he's shoe right is there. him hey not all heroes wear capes but in this case i might throw on a cape next episode who knows i don't know but uh we'll we'll begin today's episode the defensive player of the year announcement the winner was announced yesterday everyone saw it was marcus smart first guard to do so since gary payton mikhail bridges finished in second and rudy gobbert finished in third um which is a little bit of a surprise to me i thought he would finish second if not first um but what's y'all's thoughts on the first guard since gary payton to win the defensive player of the year award you think this will be a trend going forward you think he deserved it what, what's what's the instant reactions off the top of the head? Mindy's saying no. Mindy's <laughs> saying no. Let's hear it, Mindy. Why you nah, I said I got nothing to say on oh, this subject. My bad. Oops. <laughs> Especially when it comes to Rudy Gobert, but good for Marcus Smart, man. Good for Marcus Smart. If anyone as a guard was going to do it, it was him. Best defensive guard in the league next to Drew Holiday, obviously. But, yeah, that's all I have to say. Not gonna lie to you, I kind of had um, kind of had Giannis as my pick, and I don't know. I I don't kind of with you. I don't know if I really care that much. <laughs> like, good for Marcus Smart, but um, it was Draymond Green's award, and he just he got injured, and I think I didn't care after that who won it. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, Giannis was Giannis had five first place votes and still finished sixth for the award. So I I I sent you all the voting yesterday on Twitter. Like the voting was like pretty. I mean, Marcus Smart won by a wide margin, but then two through seven was pretty close. Like Mikal Bridges, Rudy, Bam, Mikal. That's what I said. I said Mikal Bridges. Mikal. 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 You're saying kale at that. You end. just said you just literally Mikhail, said you're, you're talking like Bridges. Borat now. You're talking like Borat. You were to okay. Just keep going. Keep it pushing. Mikhail Bridges. Very nice. Mikhail Bridges, Rudy, Bam, Jaron Jackson, uh, Giannis, even Rob Williams got a first place vote. Um, well deserved. So, yeah. like. It really showed how the media really wasn't on the same page besides Marcus Smart. I've seen rumors circulating that, like, this will be the last time a guard wins for a while again. Like, they wanted to give it to Marcus Smart. It's also ironic that he just gets absolutely torched by Kyrie, like, right before they announced the award. Um, he's got a chance to redeem himself tonight. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, is he really the best? Is he the best what? Defender. Is he really oh. the best defender? I mean, it was more rhetorical, but like... Is he the best perimeter defender at his position? Like, does he have the most defensive probably not, impact honestly. on the team? Like, like in the no, league? No, Robert like, Williams exactly. probably did. But you have to give the award. I think the, the decision was you had to give the award to a Celtic, and you can't give it to Robert Williams because he was injured. Yeah, I guess. I mean... Celtics games tomorrow, I think. Oh, is it? Tonight, is it tomorrow? Not to, not to no, detract. Yeah, they get, they get smarter, what two days off? Yeah, they got two days uh, off, and then I don't think they play again until they get another two days off. Saturday? Isn't it two days off in between every game? No, it depends on the team. No, like some, not for like, everyone, yeah. They, the weekends will have four games, and the weekdays will have three games. How mm-hmm. that works out, we don't know. It's up to NBA scheduling gods. They would only um, have one game in between. Three and four and four and five. So I guess it just switches. Yeah. I mean, Denver's got two games, two days in between games this week or so. Yeah. Now. Um, all right. Let's, let's just move on because I don't think there's much else to say on the topic. But Scotty Barnes, unfortunately, hurt his foot in game one of the Philly um, versus Toronto series. Philly went on to win game one and game two in Scotty's absence. Um, Dove, you're the Raptors guy on the pod. I I know you when you predicted them to win their win the series. You envisioned Scotty Barnes being there. Can they win despite his injury, or is it wraps now that it's two zero heading to Toronto? I mean, you're, you, they've lost they've lost the games they're supposed to lose. They're heading back home. Is it? Are you standing by your prediction? Oh no, I stand on my hill. Yeah, six still wraps and six wraps and six. Um, okay. but. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna back off my take. What? No, that's I mean, not the type of person. You, you have every right to be. If like they're, I mean, no. arguably their best defender and their third best player is on Injuries the Injuries happen. Injuries happen. Like I said before the series, something could happen to James Harden. Like it's not. I it, things happen. Um, I'm not gonna say that he's necessarily um the entirety of what the Raptors do, but a big thing that the Raptors do is the collaborative effort and he's a big part of meshing that together um with his playmaking with his defense transition effort um it, it's going to be tough missing him i mean you do have og ananobi um who definitely gets to kind of reclaim um a little bit more of that offensive production uh that he lost when scotty came in that he always does in the playoffs which is Definitely an impressive thing uh, that I think a lot of people forget about. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm not going to fold them. I take, but that was a rough first two games. Yeah. Uh, Dude, well, this shit's wraps, right? Yeah, this is over. Six and, uh, Scotty, Sixers and four. I'm sorry, but it's Sixers and four. Yeah. He, I, I, he finished game one before the injury with 15, eight, and ten, and that's very good for a rookie but i will say the difference in free throw numbers is quite insane but i think that's uh that's a yeah yeah. but uh i do want to shout out tyrese maxi he's the boy an absolute dog shout out tyrese um but yeah i mean I think three-fourths of this podcast believe this series is most likely done for now that Scotty Bonds is done. It's um, not even that. It's more just I can't, I can't fold on my take. All right. So, I mean, 3.5 out of four. Believe yeah. the the truth. 
Um, it's unfortunate. I listen. Could they could they still steal a game in Toronto? Still, yeah, one hundred percent. Embiid is not one hundred percent. We saw that yesterday. Um, but you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, let's move on to the last topic of conversation uh, for right now, and that's Ben Simmons ramping up his on court activity. Uh, Menduzer. This, yeah, this, is this he's the key? cleared for four v four. Um, and contact and contact and contact. I saw something that said they're gonna play him about twenty minutes a game if first comes back, which could be good. But he's not gonna be as good as he's been right away. It's gonna take a few games for him to get back into it, to be honest. But Especially in the booze, if it's there, if it's working, watch out, Milwaukee. Watch out, Milwaukee. You're already looking that far ahead. I'm, I'm looking just, that you're far You're going ahead. straight there. I'm going straight to it. We'll get to that game later. Obviously, the Celtics are still. A... So then I have a question for you, Minden, and sorry okay. to cut you off, but if you are you are confident, based off what you just said, that if Benjamin J. Simmons comes back, he immediately meshes into the lineup, the offense, and the defense. And they're just the unbeatable. And they're unbeatable. Who cares about the offense? He's not there I to provide offense. offense. But he's no, not, like, that's not like his I role. Sa- like I said, it's going to take a few games for him to get back I into care it. And then when you have a if, 6'10", 240-pound dude running around on the floor, if he, if all he can do is wait in the dunker spot, This is a I different situation than Philly. Does, like, it's not the same. They're not asking him to do the same things. Like, he was the second option in Philly. He's the like fourth, fifth offensive option every time he's on the floor and with the Nets. I wholeheartedly agree with you, but if we've seen anything with the Nets in the past, you know, whatever since they've been together, it's you can't stop them. You have to stop the other guys. If your other guys are that's confusing who, to me, but I'll say. It's the playoff time, and the Celtics got away with one in game one with that game winner. Insane play. Um, we saw on Twitter, everybody was kind of uh, freaking out how on the last possession, Marcus Smart pump faked it, and he got two guys <laughs> to jump. Jumping into that, the stands. That was insane how he got that to happen, but crazy spin move from Tatum. But um, with the Simmons in this lineup, I think the Celtics still give them problems. I think from game one, I don't know, Kyrie was more so talking to fans and thinking about fans and flipping them off and saying, suck my dick, rather than like putting in like all that work. But I don't know. We'll see. This one's going to be interesting. I know I said Nets in six, I think, but this could be seven for sure. Not, not a whopping for sure. Definitely not going to be a whomp. Yeah, um, I shouldn't have said watch out Bucks. I should say watch out Celtics. But yeah. in my opinion, if it gets to a game six or game seven, KD is just, just going to take over, and hopefully this time his foot's not on the line. Yeah, I think that's why you mentioned the Bucks is because we saw it last year. It was just KD, yep. just KD, and he almost took the Bucks out the out the playoffs by himself. So, and they ended up winning the whole thing. Um, but you know. Only time will tell whether Ben Simmons even comes back. He could have another setback in the next two days for all we know. His injury is a complicated one. But, and, you know, it's inserting someone into the lineup who's literally never played a single game with any of the players on his team except Seth Curry. So, and we'll Drummond, see. right? And 
no. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Drummond was right. I just, Drummond just got, got there this year. Right. You're yeah. Right. Drummond just got there for a while. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, but we'll uh, transition over to we we touched briefly on uh, yeah we touched briefly on uh, defensive player of the year, um, and since we last recorded, the awards races the top three have been released for each category. Um, the top three for defensive player of the year were Marcus Smart, Mikael Bridges, Mikael. Mikhail, 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 Mikhail. That's what I said the Mikhail. first time. Mikhail. Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Mikhail Bridges uh, and Rudy Gobert. So Gobert. let's just go right through Gobert. the rest of the top three. I think we pretty much know based on released media votes who is going to win each award. But who do you think is deserving of the award? I'll go through to each of you real quick, one by one. We'll start off with Coach of the Year. The top three are Taylor Jenkins, Coach Spo in Miami, and Monty Williams. Um, we'll go counterclockwise. So, Dove, I'll start with you. Coach of the Year. Taylor Jenkins. I'm going to say at? I'm going to say Spo just to create some controversy. It's definitely between the two of them. I think Monty has now proved what he can do. And the Suns are a very talented team. But I'm going to say Spo because of all the injuries that Miami has had this year and the fact that they're still a number one seed. Like, you've got guys like Gabe Vincent, Max Struess playing, who knows, like 30 minutes a game at some point in the season, and they were still winning. So, credits to him. Jacob? I'm going to quickly say uh, Taylor Jenkins because – there was that long stretch in the season where Ja was out and they just went on that massive win streak. And this is a young, talented group of guys. So I think what he's done this year is really um, a bright side for their future and just showing that, showing everyone like what they could do at uh, yeah. the top. Um, I'll probably, I'm like, it could go to anyone and I wouldn't care. Honestly, I think there's a lot of deserving coaches like even jb bickerstaff what he did with cleveland like even though Facts. they didn't end up making the playoffs like he had, he coached a really good season but i'll lean monty just because you know they had the best season besides the warriors in the past like 15 years so just deserves even Fuck more recognition monty. than last year um we'll move on to rookie of the year i know these faces got something to say about that the finalists are Obviously, Cade, Scotty, and Mobley. Um, I'll start real quick. I like if if Cade had played the entire season, it's Cade. But unfortunately, based on his first half of the season that he did play and his injuries, it can't be him. Um, and then, so I'll just I'll go Mobley, just because that's he. He was a playoff team. He played well. Wow. I can't believe it's one of my own. What do you want from me? That's I'm terrible. Using the playoff team argument. I'm well, that's not really. Too. I'm not really. Like, I'm that's that's not like. They I don't even care if it was. Just I, they had a better in, team in, than any other. Like, but I could have said Scotty. Scotty's the five seed. I said like. But, mo, like but Scotty, had, if you're not gonna go with Cade, you better go with Scotty. I'm I going Mobley. I'm going Mobley. I, I thought Mobley, like Mobley. Mobley had a good Mindy year. Facts I've always been a Mobley homer. If you're not going Cade, you go no, Scotty, but I'm 
I'm going Cade. I don't. Yeah, when, we, when we started draft shit for for this up for this past draft, I you, I was high on Mobley. You weren't. I've always been high on Mobley. I think Mobley had a good year. I'm not. I'm. It's not that I'm not high on. Okay, you know what? No, we're getting off track because that's not that's not what we're here for. We're here to talk about who the rookie of the year is. But and that's not you, Evan Mobley. I, the rookie of the year this year, the best rookie was Cade Cunningham. That's he. That's continually whatever. put on a display of why he was the best rookie, even when he wasn't shooting well, even when he couldn't get any foul calls throughout the entirety of the season, even when he was getting double, triple teamed more than any other rookie in this class consistently every single game, even though he had no help whatsoever, including a ball stopping dude who wants 25 mil a year. That's off topic. We're I not apologize. talking about Jeremy. I apologize. Right I apologize. But the point is, the point is, is you can make all these counter arguments about Cade. Oh, you know, the beginning of the season, he wasn't great. He was injured. He, he come. Sorry. He's coming off of an injury. And his team is shit. Okay. You want to say, fine, that's okay. But still compared to the other rookies it's not the same because the other rookies were on you know teams that were winning important games so you're faulting a player because he got drafted number one i have a question for you real quick Doug, just to interrupt your rant because i can tell this will go on forever if i told you that Cade was the best rookie but will not but not rookie of the year what would you say to that sure that's fine but then it better go to scotty Okay. I, I agree with Doug on this one. And I think I'm understanding what he's saying. And he's just trying to say out of all these players, Kate is performing if the best, if not, and he's still not getting any recognition because he's not winning games. And that's a fair argument. But I think my question is for you, if Mobley was on the Pistons this year, is he having the same exact stats as he did on the Caps? Or are they worse impact, or better? The same impact. Perceived I impact. I don't like dealing actually. with hypotheticals. But, but okay, do you so think forget, he does better forget on the Pistons? Hy- forget hypotheticals. And sorry to I think that's draw the truth, though. Evan Mobley wouldn't do better on the Pistons this year. You think, so you think, it was, you think it was fit with the Cavs? Exactly. He, he had Jared Allen. And that's just like a crazy front. They also court. started Laurie Markin at small forward. So like and they were helped. always tall. And <laughs> you have helped. Darius Garland, who is an all-star. I mean, he wasn't just healthy feeding. the entire year, but still that's that's a huge impact. And there's a difference maker right there. How many times was Cade Cunningham double teamed compared to these other guys? Out I mean, of all the rookies, it was the most he's the focus of the defense. Every, Every time, time somebody plays the Pistons. <laughs> and and Mobley isn't. Scotty Barnes isn't. Man, so time will tell. Someone's got to games against the Nets, the Raptors, the Sixers. Uh, how, like how many other? He has the best record against all of the rookie team. Like all the yeah, other the Rockets too. So, like someone's got to someone's got to be the villain. I'm just, and I'm and just, that's I'm just fine. But make it Scotty because at least Scotty has a valid case over Mobley. But, or but if I said Scotty, I wouldn't have put you off like this. And that's what I'm here to do. <laughs> that's what I live for. Yeah. All right, let's see. From, yeah. from the I, transition guy. Just, just, yeah, yeah. Facts. Just, just to wrap it up, uh, 
if the award was from January 1st on, Cade would win it unanimously, um, obviously. And it, it was a shitty situation the entire year. It's just unfortunate. But, like, that's just how award races work. They're not fair. And uh, speaking of not fair award races, my least favorite award race every year after Julius Randle won the award last year now, the most improved player of the year award. Fuck what, so, what everyone does with this award. And I mean, like, the people who vote for it and stuff like that. You know what I say? I, I said after last year, the most improved player should go to the player that improved the most, not the improved player who did the most. If that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. So like when someone like John Morant, who was the number two overall pick has very high expectations coming out of college and is a borderline all-star last year puts on even better numbers. Yeah. He improved and he was really good, but it's not like this came as a shock. This wasn't a shock to people. Like he was the number two overall pick in his, in his third, what is this? His second season. Like that's just called developing. He went from taking his team to the playoffs to taking his team even higher in the playoffs, like yeah. in even higher heights. So like what? <laughs> yeah. So the, the official most improved player candidates, top three ended up being Darius Garland, <clears throat> excuse me, John Morant and DeJounte Murray. Um, real quick, Jordan Poole did not make the cut. He was the biggest snub. And one thing Desmond Bain as well. Desmond Bain. I mean, one thing that Stan Van Gundy said yesterday on the broadcast, which I found interesting, is some of these voters, they look at Jordan Poole and they say, well, he really wasn't that improved. He just had more opportunity than he did last year. So Never. I like that was an interesting take is that he's just had a ton of minutes. So people are like, yeah, he was doing this last year, just in less minutes, but Did they know where he was playing last year. Yeah. in in South Bay or wherever they <laughs> Santa Cruz. In the, yeah. Um, so the transition guy is going to transition it over to y'all. What do you think of this award? Who do you think should have won it this year? It doesn't have to be the top three guys. Um, because I probably Jay, Jay Poole should have won it or DeJounte. That's my pick out of the top three. But what do you guys think about this award race? I agree with what you said. My pick is Jordan Poole. But based on the three people that are up there, I'm going with Garland. Yes, That's sir. Fair. I agree. I want to highlight um, DeJounte Murray because I've been – off podcast saying his name for a couple of years now, how he's just been steadily approving under Popovich. And I think he's really um, taken just a huge step this year because he's been a facilitator up into like eight assists or something like that. And I don't know. He's just been that first option for the Spurs and down the stretch, he's been very calm and I love his mid range. Um, but out of the three, yes, I'm going to go with DeJounte, but the person who I really think is obviously Jordan Poole. He was uh, just dazzling in the month in the month of March, yep. and you can't take that away from him because some of the games they weren't losing. I mean, they weren't winning, sorry, but he was still performing, like, outrageously. And I want to shout out his um, 
like double step back three last night over the, the corner. Yeah, in the corner. Yeah. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. That was just yeah. Steph Nasty. Curry audacity. So I think that was something to highlight for sure. And shout out Michigan man. Facts. Um, I don't know. I mean, like I said, Desmond Bain as well. I, I like that pick. Um, as just it just I don't know. I don't know. I I, I have Darius as well. I should just cut to it. I have Darius as well. Um, he he's putting up similar numbers to what he did last year. Uh, the difference is, is now he's actually literally the entirety of the Cavs offense. Um, yeah. he's the orchestrator, the the magician. Go doing the clutch. He's the guy they start with, close with. He he does everything for them. He he makes all the plays, all the passes. It, I mean, it's just really impressive to see, especially you know. You talked about Dejounte, who had su- who's had such an impressive comeback since his uh, since his ACL, uh, and then you also look at someone like Darius Garland, who didn't even get an opportunity to play really in college, um, and now get to show everyone why he's not supposedly the worst NBA player in you know worst player in the league, which people were people saying were saying that was a thing. Yeah, people were saying that. I don't I think, think they were saying that about Kevin Knox. Yeah, Kevin Knox. Uh, that was, the worst but that was that one's actually yeah. true. True. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, most improved player. It's it's difficult because ev- so many people improve year after year. Like uh, uh, most of the award races are only three man races the entire time. Maybe four or five sprinkled in there every once in a while. But like, there's so many people who can improve, and like, it's so hard to compare them. Like, who improved more? It's like it's it's so difficult. Um, very interested to see when the top 10, the full voting result comes out, because there's probably going to be like 20 guys who got votes, whether first, second or third. And the, the like distribution between first place votes is going to be very interesting as well. Um, real quick, we'll do six man of the year and then move on to MVP. But six man of the year between Tyler Hero, Cam Johnson and Kevin Love. Um Personally, I think Cam Johnson should be starting for Jay Crowder. He should have been the entire season, but that's just how Monty does it. It's fine. It's whatever. Tyler Hero also started a ton of games this year, so I'm going to give it to the guy who did not start a ton of games, had a career resurgence, three-point year, Cleveland Cavalier. Yes. You're a wild man. Kevin Love. Love. Ah, (laughs) Let's go. That's my pick, too. That is my pick, too. Um, Kevin Love. Love is a dog. I love Cam Johnson. I'm same reasoning with Tyler Hero. We started too many games, but Kevin Love, man, he's back. Little second um, stint of his career, less minutes, but I love. He the was guy. the best three point shooter of the bunch. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, no, Tyler's Tyler's winning six man of the year. I don't yeah. know what you guys are talking about. But I want Kevin Love to He's win. Gonna that, win. That's the yeah. question that, that I've been posing. I want Kevin Love to win it. That's not a question. That's a statement. <laughs> no, that, but that's the question I've been posing. Who do you want or who do you think is the most deserving? Oh, right. Not, right, who do you, right. Not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not saying, all right, who do you think is going to win? It's yeah, yeah. who do you think should win? Facts. So then realistically, um, I think the most honest option for six men of the year I'd I'd say Rodney Magruder brings a yeah. lot of energy to that Detroit Pistons bench. You don't do what you're doing as well as I do. I just want you to know. I know, but <laughs> I had to throw it out there. 
I really, really like Rodney Magruder. Former, former Nugget Rodney Magruder. Shouts out those six hours. Really appreciated his services. Um, Duville, who you got? Oh, I'll, I'll keep mine quick. But K-Love. I, it's realistically Tyler. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah, guys. it's going to be Tyler, but, but – Everyone deserves. We all love me some Kevin Love. Yeah, some love in in the first quarter, and after that, I was just praying every game that he would come out with a bigger stomach, so he'd look like Timberwolves Kevin Love, and (laughs) it just didn't happen. He's he's trying to stay thin, and I respect that. I respect that out of him. But if if next season he shows up above like two thirty, oh, I would love that. Just yeah. raining threes from the bench. That's all he's got to do. <laughs> he doesn't even have to move. And it, like, just sits no, in the no, corner. Just, stay just in the stands corner. up. Just and, stay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what a guy. So, lastly, we'll talk about MVP. Um, it's Joker for obvious reasons. We'll get, I'll, I'll get more into that uh, when we talk about the Nuggets Warriors series in a little bit longer. But if you haven't watched these games, or if you have watched these games, and you're wondering how they even won any games in the regular season, let alone going six games over 500, it's because Joker was that good that consistently. Because um, he was the MVP. Yeah, so it's yes. it's Joker. Not to take away from Embiid and Giannis' seasons, because any other season that's probably an MVP, it's the same thing with Giannis last year. Giannis, any other season last year with those numbers probably wins MVP, but Jokic is just doing things at another level. Um, and he, like voter fatigue is not set in enough yet. He, he will be very difficult even if he puts up even better numbers than last year to get another MVP. Uh, but voter fatigue's not enough yet, so it's him. Uh, I assume no one's going to argue with me on this one too much. Unanimous. we're all agree. Joker. Yeah. Dove, you're, you seem like you got something in. Doug's I have nothing, got to, something say. To, say. Okay. I have nothing to say. It's Joker, like it's Joker without a doubt. I was more just thinking of like who I could give a shout out that's not anywhere near on this um in this conversation. Nah, it's just like like there. It's the same thing with most approved, but like a little bit different. Like because there's levels more, but like a lot of people had really good seasons. Like Devin Booker was pretty good. Jason Tatum was pretty good. Demar's first half of the season was very good. Steph Curry's first half of the season was very good. KD's first half of the season. season. Demar kind of the, the team fell off, but Demar yeah, the team fell off. Demar, yeah, just kept, it was yeah. Lonzo. Yeah, Lon- they needed Lonzo. They needed Lonzo. Um, but let's move on. We'll do a little uh, playoff recap. Uh, playoff recap um, from the past few days. We'll start off with the Nets Celtics. Uh, they've only played one game so far, and it was the best game of the playoffs. Um, Kyrie going ham on a Sunday morning on Easter Sunday is, is that something we can expect more of you guys think, or because even despite his performance, they still lost. So, well, here's what I said earlier. I said, Kyrie did not do as much because I didn't feel it. I felt like he could have done more if he spent less time talking to the fans and flipping them off. He should have like, He's always doing something, and he got fined $50,000 that was announced today. And it's just stupid stuff like that that keeps um, their mind off the game. And I'm not saying that's how they lost or that's why they lost, but 
I'll, I will say, if those two defenders don't jump at Marcus Smart's pump fake, <laughs> that pass is not going through. So, so I, I do, I do want to say I did forget about this. Um, pretty sure the reason they jumped his pump fake is because they had just run that play a couple plays earlier, and it ended in a Marcus Smart. Nah, he bricked that. I, yeah, I was going to say, you let Marcus Smart Damn. shoot like a pull-up he fade that. in range. So, but so even so, like, in the course of the play, like, in, you know, at the end of the game, who was it? It was Nick Claxton and who? Well, Kitty was glitching on the name. last play. I don't First remember who. Ball, I don't know. Kevin Durant's yeah, controlling. I mean, it wasn't KD yeah. or Kyrie because they were just standing there watching. <laughs> well, Kyrie, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. It was either Bruce or Dragic, probably, but I don't think yeah. Dragic would be in the game at that point. Probably so. Bruce. I don't know. Whatever. But it was a play that they'd run before, so like I, I feel like you know. Yeah, it was stupid for them to jump, but at the same time, I think they were getting off a shot, a pretty decent shot, anyways. Yeah, I mean, they don't. the Nets don't have to worry about that if they don't screw up their last offensive possession and let Kyrie, Kyrie ISO into a into double two, team, double, two and then, double teams. And then that no one the goes defense. to the ball to help him But because there was, no, there was no help in the play. The play was Kyrie. Kyrie was like, I got this, guys. He did not got this, guys. But that's... He did not got this, guys, at all. <laughs> He actually did the opposite of getting his guys. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't have had to that's, worry. That's my question is when it comes. Yes, I think I think during through the course of the game, um, their offense doesn't look as ISO heavy. But like when you get to the last like eight, nine, maybe even the whole fourth quarter, like they just ISO ball the rest of the game. Can you actually win? Well, you know, maybe you can beat the Celtics, but like, can you win a championship doing that? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. What in I do know is that age, was the best defense I've seen all year in a single possession. They were clamping. Yeah, that's a crazy, I, yeah, crazy yeah. team. Yeah. I we'll think, see. I think, despite the loss, I think that's a really good loss for the Nets because. They're, they're, they get one more game in Boston that if they can win, they steal a game on the road. Like they almost obviously stole a game on the road, game one. KD had 23 points on 24 shots. That's You're not, not sustainable. That yeah, that's You're not, not sustainable. That um, and like Al Horford and Marcus Smart both had 20 point games. Like I don't know how, how much that happens, but I'm going to assume them both having 20 points in the same game is not that common of occurrence. And they still only won by one on a buzzer beater. And if Ben Simmons comes back to help lock up Tatum, who is definitely going to be the best player on either team this series, honestly, because this, the Nets have no one to guard him right now. Um, I Brown, think Jalen Brown did have a really bad uh, three-point shooting game, though. Just to just to throw in another factor, one one for well. four. It felt a lot worse than that. Wow. I did not realize it was just yeah, I got the box okay. right now. So it I mean it felt way more. I'm I'm still leaning nets uh, as far as a full series goes, but you know, Celtics. And then uh, what was your pick? I'm trying to think I, I, I might have predi- I might have, I might have nets taken the Celtics. In seven. Nets and seven. Yeah, okay. I, was, I might be leaning I might be leaning nets now though. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. 
uh, game two, Mindy said is tomorrow, Wednesday. So by the time we, if as, assuming we record an episode on Thursday, we'll have a lot to talk about then, uh, how opinions might change in the, over the course of 48 hours. True. Um, let's move on to another, uh, pretty entertaining series that we do have game two of tonight. That is the Memphis Grizzlies and the Minnesota Timberwolves, the seven seed Timberwolves stole game one on the road. Pretty, I don't want to say like convincingly, but like, it would, you know, it, they, they had control for most of the game um, against a fully healthy Grizzlies team. So I know I want to say that all of us predict it or what? Predict. I was Grizz in six. I said that for sure. And I think that'll stay. Yeah, but I think we did. Honest, I said Grizz I in six too, but I don't really remember. But I don't want to get carried away from game one. But it's not impossible that the Timberwolves win this series. They looked pretty good. I just don't. I still think Grizzlies win in six. But I'm just saying it's possible. Yeah, very tough call. I just don't remember who I picked. Oh, that's tough. I think the Grizzlies win tonight. I would be shocked if the Wolves won both games there. But... All I'm saying is Pat Bev under 9.5 points tonight. Let's go to that. Book it. Um, I'll, I wanted to say Anthony Edwards putting up 36, 6 and 2, and coming out after saying um, they feel like this is a perfect matchup for them. I, I, I don't know how they feel that way or where that came from, but. That first game looked incredibly um, one-sided, even though Ja had that major dunk, which was amazing. Uh, D'Lo made a business decision, let's just say that. (laughs) Um, But if Anthony Edwards can sustain that and you're getting production out of Cat and he's not crying about fouls and Pat Bev is doing what he does, D'Lo is doing what he does, and you got like Jaden McDaniels and Malik Beasley putting in great minutes for you. That is a recipe to beat this young Grizzlies team. And like I said last week, this Grizzlies team is really young. So I'm not saying this playoff run is uh, defining, but they're going to learn a lot about themselves. And down 0-1, Ja posted that um, MJ game and – I think everybody was put on notice that he's going to be ready tonight, and I think we're going to get a great game. Some chippiness. Definitely some chippiness. I'm very excited. Yeah, all right. I'm not going to lie. I kind of zoned out a little bit there, but uh, I'm 99% sure I took the Wolves last week. I stand by that. Wolves are still going to win this, I think. Even though they don't have the – deep playoff run experience like they still got playoff experience they got the older team anthony edwards is playing his best most efficient basketball he's played ever like even over like college like this is probably the best basketball player basketball he's played at the highest level ever so i think we're in store for a good series there i think i probably took wolves in six or seven so i'm hoping for six or seven we'll see what happens We'll move on to a series that's near and dear to my heart. 
it's taking years off my life. I don't know why I'm <laughs> taking these losses so hard because they're not supposed to be winning. It's just so difficult to watch because I've watched both games all the way through. And that's, of course, the Nuggets and the Warriors. The Warriors are playing the best basketball out of any team in the playoffs right now. Steph Curry's playing at his MVP level off the bench. Jordan Poole, despite his, the fact that he had 20 points in every game in the month of March, is playing his best basketball because he's doing it now. He's doing 25 on 70% shooting and 60% from three. Clay Thompson is not a detriment on offense or defense. Wiggins is putting up like 12, 14, and Draymond Green is looking like defensive player of the year, Draymond. So you put any team against that and they're losing on the road. Do you think this is the, uh, do you think this is the Warriors ramp up to another title run? Is that what you're saying, Shu? I mean, when me and you, Dove, were doing this uh, in, in the fall and we were making predictions for the season and I said, don't be shocked if the Warriors make a run, you were like, nah, there's no way. I've been saying if they get fully healthy, they would be able to compete and, and they are fully the, healthy. Like yeah. James Wiseman's, who gives a shit? Like <laughs> At this point, it's He'd, he'd play Kevon Looney role anyway. A non-factor. So I don't understand. Yeah, I, yeah. I think if they keep playing like this, their title run. I will say it's a long series. It's only like they're they're going back <laughs> home. They're going back home. If hold it out to that hope, I respect yeah. it. You got you got at least give it one home game. Um, but my hopes are at an all-time low for this team, even though they were never raised too high. I just thought they'd be closer, like. At least within 10 points. It wouldn't be so depressing. The Warriors look good. And in the game last night where they had their death lineup in and they scored, what was it, 70 points in less than 20 minutes? I mean, they just, every possession, they were just firing, whether it was Clay, whether it was Poole, and whether it was, or yeah, Clay, Poole, or Steph. Every single possession, they would hit a three or Steph had a couple nice layups. It was insane. And it doesn't even matter if they can't play defense, which they were doing pretty well. But it doesn't matter because they're going to outscore you no matter who it is. Yep. On the defensive end, note two, and I know we're kind of doing like a circle thing. So yeah. sorry, Dove, but um, real quick, just. Uh, I like that Jordan Poole has kind of taken the Steph Curry approach on defense where he's not a stopper, but he's not a detriment. Yeah. Like he's a capable defender, but he's not going to lock you up. And then but you yeah. got Draymond holding it down. Exactly. That's why it's okay to have those guys. But, Duve, sorry. I know you were. Quick note about shit. Draymond. No, you're good. Quick note uh, Draymond, as the primary defender on Jokic, held him to 0 for 7. In three turnovers, so that is just showing you <laughs> that even is with, though. even with the death lineup, uh, they can guard big guys. So yeah. that's just even more scary. Yeah, it, it was just um, like it's so frustrating to watch because like seeing them at their peak. Like I watched obviously the most Denver games out of any of us here. Like we, I know how good they can be. And Aaron Gordon like had overachieved this season, and to see how far he's fallen, like. He's never been a jump shooter, Sucks. so I don't know why he's sh- shooting jumpers. Yeah, he has, like one dunk 
the in, in two games, which is unacceptable. And he was our best perimeter defender, and now he's the worst defender on the team. Aaron, we need ridiculous. at least three windmills from you a week. It doesn't have to be a windmill. <laughs> just, just dunk it. Like, you can jump higher than everyone on the court. Like, it's just – it's really sad to see, like Monte Morris said, like they're dancing, they're smiling, they're jumping up and down. Like, shit's embarrassing. And yeah. Shit's embarrassing. That's what he said. Like, you don't want to be on the other side of that. And I was talking with somebody today, and I, we were saying, like, if anyone's going to stop the Warriors, it's a big man that just posts up and takes over the game. But if Jokic can't do it, I mean, well, I mean, it's not obviously it's a long series. It's a long series. But if Jokic can't do it, who can? Like, this, Joel. They, Jokic got two foul calls uh, in the first two minutes on Kevon Looney. And then the rest were like, this guy's gotten to the line enough. We're, we're, we're done calling fouls. And it's, it's like, like, it's just so frustrating because it's like Embiid gets the same treatment but gets the whistle. Like, the reason that, like, guys like LeBron James don't get thrown out of games, like, the reason LeBron's only been ejected from one game ever, he's definitely more mild-mannered than, than Jokic. Jokic has had his fair share of attitude issues. But LeBron gets the calls. LeBron doesn't have to argue with the referees like that because he gets the calls. Jokic has not, does not, and will continue to not get those calls for some reason, even though he's the MVP. Like, if he, get, if he gets the foul call, he's obviously not going to yell at a ref and pick up two technicals on two separate occasions and get ejected. But having said that, he can't do that. He can't do that. Speaking of better. no calls, yeah. how about that call? During the Bulls Bucks game one, where Patrick oh. Williams was boxing oh. out Giannis and got called for a foul. Yeah. I don't even know what they said. The entire state of the game. And it, I meant to the look Bucks at the last never, two minutes report on that. Went back from there. I'm not going to lie. I feel like I've been, I don't know about you guys, I feel like I've been noticing this more and more this season where, like, if it's a small on a big in the post and they're boxing out, it's almost always a foul on the small. Like they're, they're makes calling it no on the small sense. every time. And I mean, maybe it's just we can't see as well, you know, like whatever. Pause. Hand movements they're doing, you know, <laughs> between each other. Um, but it just seems like every time I see a small post up a big, it's like a, it's 60-40, you're going to get called. But yeah, I think I think the refing has been decent ish. Ish. No, it's not consistent and it's uh it's bullshit, but you know, that's what we do. We've been complaining for years now and we always What game complain. was it where they called a clear path foul when someone was having to take foul and then they had to do it again because the other team did it. I think it was Let's not go off on a tangent here. I don't but taking a take foul at the same time. No, it was. I think Jalen Brunson was trying to take a take foul, and then he got called for a clear path foul while they were even on the court. And then the ref called the same thing on the other team. All I'm saying is sometimes refs make calls that are terrible just to be consistent. And if you make yeah. a bad call, you don't need to do a makeup call or just be consistent. If you know, you made that the wrong makes call. it worse because yeah. that makes it worse. That's what the, the players prefer. Consistency. 
um, yeah. like than than anything. Like if they're gonna let that thing go, they better let it go the whole game. Or if they're not gonna tolerate it, they better tolerate it the whole game. It's it it sucks when refs dictate the game, but I mean they do. They're they're in charge of the rules. They they follow through on the rules. And if you want the refs to not be in charge, you got to play well enough where it doesn't matter. Uh, I wanted to say Scott Foster will be refing tonight. Oh, yeah. He's Pelican got Tony Suns Brothers game. with him, too. Oh, God. Scott Eesh. Foster and Tony Brothers. That is a 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time for those <laughs> watching. And good luck. Chris <laughs> good Paul luck. is in his grave tonight. Oh, Strap my in, boys. Jesus. Yeah. Um, two-headed snake yeah that's terrible that is that'll be a fun one but uh we'll wrap up we'll go to the last part of uh today's episode before we go into thursday and instead of talking about some of these specific series talk about the specific player performances that happened um we'll start with jalen brunson who last night put on a show for dallas uh dove you've always been a jalen brunson guy why don't you tell us what he did well, you gotta love these. Uh, you know, I want to. I want to say it's Midwestern. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think it's Midwestern, but it's like these guys from Chicago are so gritty and just dogs. Jalen comes out there and he's going to give you a bucket in every way possible. He's gonna hit you with a hook shot. In the post, he's gonna hit you with the with the with the jab, right left cross into the pull up three. He's gonna hit you with the transition three. He's gonna like his bag is so deep that that's why I said at the start of the series. I don't know if I said it on the pod, but Jalen Brunson without Luka Doncic is clearly the X factor for the Mavericks. We all know that. And if he's coming out here giving half of what he did last night, half, I still have the Mavs in six or whatever I picked them for at the beginning of, you know, the series. It's like, yeah, we were just talking about how Luca may be playing in game three or game four. I think if he comes back, it's Mavs in six. And if he comes back in game four, Mavs in seven, but either way, the Mavs are winning this series and the Jazz will go home with a lot to think about. Yeah. Uh, JD, anything on Jalen Brunson? Oh, yeah, that's facts. All of it is facts. Since he's been in the league from uh, Villanova, Jalen Brunson has just made huge steps every year. And now I would, he's probably, he's probably one of the shiftiest guards. He, uh, Pulled a sham god earlier in the season and just froze a defender for a mid-range elbow. Sorry to get off on the tangent, but had to. And um, if Luca comes back, I said Jazz in seven. But if Luca's back for game three and stays healthy, obviously, I think I have to switch. I'm not. Yes, I'm not sir. dying on this hill like Doug is with the Raptors. The I, will, I will not die change. on that hill. Circumstances change. It's the Jazz. Exactly. It's the Jazz. So, you can um, fold on the Jazz. Everyone's already right with the you jazz. folding on the Jazz. Um, really quick before you move yeah. on, Shub, or make your pick. Or wait, are you gonna make a comment? I was on gonna Jalen make Brunson's a comment. Yeah, I was. Okay, but you, you go ahead. No, first. no, because no, it's it's, it's, unre- 
it's related okay. but unrelated to Jalen right. Brunson. So go ahead. Um, one thing that I saw on Twitter that I think is cool, occasionally Bobby Marks, uh, like the front office insider for ESPN, will shouts out. It will uh, post like contract and how well people are playing based on their value to the team and based on how much they uh, make currently. Jalen Brunson's making like two million dollars this year, and they said he's playing at a thirty million dollar value. So found that very interesting. And I'll also say Utah was on the road the first two games and they went one and one. Luca or no Luca, a road team is happy to do that if they get to go home. Utah actually gets pretty good fans for for their home games. Yeah, but they have to go back home to Utah. No, well, that's what I'm saying. Utah actually gets really good fans for their home games. Um, So Luca or no Luca, they got to take care of business at home and they win the series. Simple as that. So what are you going to say? So I realized we forgot a player and we're literally talking about his teammate and the same exact game. Maxi Kleber. Fucking Kleber. Last episode, I said, shouts out Maxi Kleber. I know he's been struggling. But as we saw, the man has a three point trigger. Yeah. And he showed it. He went eight for 10, right? Yeah. Or maybe eight for 11. Eight for 11. Yeah. He went eight for 11 from three, and without him, they were not going to win that game. Him and Jalen Brunson, they put the team on their back that game, and they said, we're going to take a game at home, and we're going to go to uh, we're going to go to Utah, and we're going to take a game there. Yeah, I mean, he, he took a, day, a game to get injured because he was hurt, or get re- recovered from his injury because he was coming into the playoffs injured. And if he can do that again, uh, good luck. Good luck to Utah. I don't know, and I, I'm doing this so you guys, uh, so I make it clear this is not like an original thought. Um, but Kenny KOT4Q um, loves Rudy Gobert, loves Rudy Gobert. And this morning he came out with a reaction video to the, you know, to the game. And all I'm saying is, watch every time a guard or forward or whoever it is, the ball handler on Dallas penetrates. They can't. They can't penetrate. What do you mean they can't? That's literally how. Do you not understand what I'm talking about? Like driving. Every time they get past a their defender on the perimeter, which literally happens. And again, I'm saying this is not an individual thought. Like I didn't come up with this. Um, every single time, which happens damn near all the time, because all of their perimeter defenders suck except for Royce O'Neal. It almost always ends in an open three. Almost every single time, according to ESPN, which again is a stat that Kenny brought up. Um, but according to ESPN, I think it was 17 uncontested threes in the game the other night. That's the most in the last 10 years in a playoff game. Or sorry, in a game. Flat out. Okay. Playoffs, regular season. That's crazy. Yeah. And like I said, that They'll all comes that. from dribble penetration. Yeah. So just no. watch that next time. But if they do, I'm, I was, I thought you were going to the point because you were saying how he's such a big fan that if they, they can't get to the rim because they'll just block their shit. No, he was, he was, he, I was saying he's such a big fan because he was getting really pissed. He was like, fuck the Utah Jazz. It, and it just, it's, it's the same story. It always is. They, right. they don't know how to build a We'll, we'll move on because we're running out of time for today's episode. That can be a conversation for another day. But speaking of uncontested threes, I have to owe, owe a formal apology to Duncan Robinson. He made his threes last game, had his best game of the season, played up to his contract. That's my bad. Won't happen again. He's, he's the best. I'm the worst. He's 
He's, he, <laughs> he, he, did, he did what he had to do. We'll see if he can do it Ooh. in two games in a row. But, yeah, Duncan Robinson shouts out. He had a good game. Uh, same with Tyrese well. Maxey in game one and game two, for that for that matter. They, they had great games in both uh, games. And then uh, we'll wrap up also Trey Young for the opposite reason. He's looking for a bounce back because his game one was atrocious. One of y'all had something to say about oh. Trey Young, right? And then yeah, also- Trey Young played really, really well in the play-in game. That was the day after our last episode, last Friday. He played like he was in last year's playoffs, was unstoppable. And in that second half versus Cleveland, he looked like he could not be stopped. And he was stopped in the first game of the playoffs. But I didn't get to see the first game. And unless Kyle Lowry is playing unreal defense, I think Trey will bounce back. Yeah, shots just weren't falling. That's what it comes down to. Um, and then also CP3, if anyone has anything. I mean, he went he went point God in the, in the, the, the end of the third he and fourth quarter. looked like a wizard. I mean, nobody could guard him. He, took, he had two threes in a row, and then just when whoever was guarding him thought he was going to take his heat check, he stutter steps and drives and lays it up on him. I believe yeah. that was – um. I think <laughs> he tried to play 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 got in the Valanchunas switch. Did he get the Val? He got the yeah, Valanchunas yeah, switch and he took him to switch. town every single time he got that switch. It was like, oh, fuck it, yeah. fuck it, fuck yeah. it. Yep. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll just say real quick about CP3. Um, on that stretch, it just felt like every time the ball was inbounded, he knew it was happening and just nothing was going to stop that. Yeah. And then with Trey, um, the shots just uh, weren't falling. He was getting open looks, so I think game two he'll uh, bounce back. We got game two and, starting uh, here in about forty-five minutes. Yes, sir. And I expect him that. to bounce back. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that'll be a great one. Hot uh, spread. Yeah, excited for the rest of the Plus playoffs. Seven and a half. Excited for the rest of the playoffs. Long series. Team's got to win four games. Um, Dub, you got Pistons in four. Pistons in four in 2027 <laughs> finals. Um, uh, more like 2024. Okay, that's okay. Um, we'll be back again, hopefully later this week, with another episode recapping the past couple games and uh, talking about the future of the playoffs. Um, but until then, thank y'all for listening. Keep up with us on our socials. We're getting even more active on there uh, at Hustle and Hoops on everything. Shout and- out, Jell. That's out, Gel. He's going to help us a little bit more with that. And uh, we'll see you all next time. Peace. Peace.